This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Honey and by HelloFresh. The war on Christmas is no joke, folks. It might seem like some Fox News bait meant to scare your parents into thinking that Western civilization is under attack, but the war on Christmas is real and anti-Christmas Grinches and Scrooges are once again trying to destroy everything about it. They, they took away my holiday cups at Starbucks. What am I gonna do? Oh yeah, but, side note, Josh Fierstein apparently has COVID. Oh yeah, well, he'll do well with that, with, with the way he looks and yeah, I'm <laughs> everything. Sure, I'm sure he'll be fine. But uh, uh, yeah, the war on Christmas, it goes deep. We've been covering it for years, but look no further than the city of Yevla, Sweden, or Gavel, I guess it's pronounced Yevla. That's where mm-hmm. every year since 1966, a large straw goat called the Yevla Bakken is built in the center of town. And in more than half of those years, has been destroyed in some way, usually via arson. Mm-hmm. There was uh, one time someone hit it with a car. I think there was another time they threw it in the river. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, making things even more enticing for the local arsonists in Yevla is the fact that since 1986, there's been two Yevla Bakkens each year made by different local organizations. That's more targets. Yeah. And while there previously had not been any successful attacks on these straw goats since 2016, it was only a matter of time. And last week, the second, smaller Yevla Bakken was torched. Uh, here's Indy 100 with some of the only English language covers that we've seen so far. A Swedish city plagued by the poor situation of having its festive straw goat continuously burned down has suffered another year of disaster. After it was reported that the straw goat's little brother had been <laughs> torched in the early hours of Sunday morning. Yevla Bakken, located in... Gavel, sorry, I'm American. Gavel... <laughs> Hasn't had much good luck since it became a thing in 1966. The main goat, still standing at the time of writing. I like how they preemptive. Like, guys, we, this could be burnt down by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has only survived the Christmas season on just 18 occasions. <laughs> Unlike Guy Fox, burning down the straw goat is very much illegal and not something that people who put in the hard work of installing it every year want. Yet, for most of the years that Gavelbakken has existed, it's been burned down or otherwise destroyed by members of the public. In 1976, it was hit by a car, and in 2001, it was burned down by an American tourist who thought it was a perfectly legal thing to do. What? It wasn't. <laughs> Four years later, it was reported that it was set on fire by a flaming arrow, fired by arsonists, apparently dressed as Santa Claus and a gingerbread man. Uh, webcams were installed in 2009 to prevent vandals, except they were later taken offline by a denial-of-service attack, <laughs> in which time the goat was burned down. Uh, this year, local media reported the second, smaller goat installed alongside Gavelbakken, uh, which was introduced in 1986, had experienced major burns, but was not destroyed completely. Police are yet to find a perpetrator. Not destroyed completely. Yet. Well, As of when we're recording this. I... I, again, I'm not saying that anyone should do anything illegal. I'm just saying that this actually turned out to be a pretty cool yearly thing. Yeah. That it would get burned down. And I believe, I've said on previous times we've covered this, because we cover it almost every year, Yeah. Uh, that they should just have a community burn down event like Burning Man uh, after Christmas. Because yeah. they have to get rid of it anyway. That would be cool, but that takes away the thrill. Of, uh, there is an aspect of it that, uh, that yeah. is thrilling. You're you're getting away with something. You are, and no, and if you're good, nobody knows it was you. You get yeah. to live with that the thrill forever, because you know that's exciting. I would like to see someone rather than destroy it, steal it, like just fly just like, in with like a helicopter yeah. and mm-hmm. just lift it up, or yeah, just take it somewhere else, place it on top of a mountain. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thankfully, or I guess. 
depending on how you feel about this, thankfully or regrettably, the goat <laughs> is burned but not destroyed. Uh, but there is still a little less than two weeks until Christmas, and uh, you know this attack may trigger copycats. Please. And perhaps... <laughs> it's e- so funny when it happens. Perhaps even an attack on the larger goat. Yes. Uh, now that this practice run on the smaller goat. They're going to need a third goat to just do burnings with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the main gavelbacken is understandably feeling pretty stressed out by all this, as seen in this post on its official Twitter account. Oh, little brother, my heart feels heavy when I see that someone has attacked you. Leave us goats alone. Oh, okay. Now I feel a little bit bad. It's sentient. It's not a real goat. No, it is. Christmas spirit makes things real, Elliot. We've been over this. Privately. (laughs) But, I mean, being under constant threat of destruction is sort of just part of the Yevla goat tradition. It's kind of the only reason anyone outside that part of Sweden even knows what it is. Uh, Exactly. So... With apologies to the goats themselves. It, it, it is nice to hear that after five years of peace, the, the Yevla Bakken is getting lit on fire again. Yeah. Goats back on the menu, boys. It, it's a return to normalcy for the world. Yeah. Yeah, this is step one. I've got a feeling next year is going to be great. Yeah, the, the, the goats survived all of the Trump years. But That's now the thing, that Biden's like, back in office, we got, we're burning goats again. So maybe America's it is back. some kind of like uh, like offering yeah. And like the, the fact that the goat hadn't been burned uh, in the past couple of years led us to uh, a global pandemic yeah. and uh, horrific natural disasters. If it's the goat doesn't have the burned, offering. Yeah, things, uh, the, the... It used to be a pagan holiday after all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the earth is upset. The gods demand a goat. Take, take my, uh, my sticks and my twigs and create an animal and yeah. then burn it to the ground. Yeah, I need an effigy. Yes. Uh, here in America, though, we might not have a giant straw goat, but we do have some holiday arson news of our own. Oh, good. Over in New York City this past week. New York City! <laughs> over in New York City, uh, a giant 50-foot-tall Christmas tree outside the Fox News building was set on fire. Oh, my God. Yes, uh, Fox News, the loudest voices in the war on Christmas discourse. The war, it has certainly come home. It is on their doorstep. Yeah. Uh, it's almost. It almost sounds like it was an inside job. Uh, it was like maybe a false flag, considering how much war on Christmas material Fox News is going to get out of it. Uh, but no, it's just the work of a guy who seems pretty clearly disturbed mentally. Uh, here's ABC7 New York. Workers quickly replaced the Christmas tree that was set on fire outside the Fox News building in Midtown. The tree was set on fire Wednesday, but just one day later it was replaced and relit. This holiday tradition has only been around at this site for three years. The 50-foot Christmas tree sat at the intersection of West 48th Street and 6th Avenue. It had only been up three days before it was set on fire just after midnight on Wednesday. The suspect, 49-year-old Craig Tamahana, was arrested on the scene. Police say he climbed up the metal structure and stuffed newspapers in (laughs) open spaces and then set them on fire with a lighter. He has been charged with criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, arson, criminal nuisance, endangering others, criminal trespass, criminal tampering, and disorderly conduct. He has three prior arrests, two for drug possession and one for public intoxication. Investigators say Tamahana may have tried to set the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center a few blocks away on fire first. I mean, that is the, That's the globally known yeah. famous one. That's the uh, the crown jewel for arsonists, well, burning down the Rockefeller Center. On to the next one. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, to get a sense of why the arsonist did this, uh, here's the New York Post. The firebug who allegedly torched the Christmas tree outside the News Corp building in Midtown told police that he had been thinking about lighting the tree on fire all day long. <laughs> He's got an itch. 
That's what a criminal complaint revealed. Craig Tamahana, 49, who is homeless, allegedly set the 50-foot tree ablaze shortly after midnight Wednesday, causing $500,000 in damage to the holiday display outside the building at 6th Avenue and West 48th Street that houses Fox News, The Wall Street Journal, and The New York Post. After his arrest, Tamahana, who is known to hang out in the area, told a detective, I've been thinking about lighting the tree on fire all day long. Still, Tamahana told reporters outside Manhattan Criminal Court Wednesday night that he didn't do it and went on an incoherent rant before asking for a cigarette. Their moms that want to rape their fucking daughters, they set it on fire, yelled the man, who had also allegedly exposed himself outside the Ghislaine Maxwell trial last week. This guy gets around. He really does. He's a local troublemaker. Not a troublemaker. It sounds like a hero to me. Yeah. He's well, out there uh, He's out there bringing attention to the Ghislaine Maxwell trial when everyone's looking the other way. He's out there uh, bringing a little fun from Sweden to America by setting the uh, Christmas tree on fire. Yeah. Uh, I cannot fathom how they spent $500,000 on a Christmas tree. Yeah, this seems like an uh, insurance Insurance thing. fraud, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that tree was $500,000. Oh $5,000? No, $500,000. Yeah, half a million dollar tree. Seems like a waste of money. What, did they cut it down in, like, a fucking national park? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fine they on purpose. Make? They're like, we need it from the Black Hills of South Dakota. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you hear what this guy's like, and it's it's less of a war on Christmas thing and more just the work of a homeless man with clear mental illness. Yeah. This isn't a conspiracy against Christmas or anything. They put so many charges on him, though, that are just, like, uh, above and beyond. Yeah. Like, this is, this is shit that teenagers do and get away with. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. This seems a little harsh does yeah but yeah and his priors are just like weak shit drug possession drunk in public like he really upped the ante this time let this man go it's christmas yeah but yeah despite this not really being a war on christmas thing that did not stop fox news from going with that angle because for them uh this freak incident is a content goldmine we've been attacked yeah. attack on america yeah uh, Tucker Carlson called it literally a hate crime against Christians. Oh, my God. As did Brian Kilmeade. And Lawrence Jones said that this wasn't just an attack on Fox News's tree, but rather an attack on America's tree. Oh, my Whatever God. Whatever the up. hell that means. But the most hyperbolic Fox News reaction to their tree getting lit on fire by a homeless man came during the ceremony debuting the replacement tree. Uh, let's just watch the clip. Here's the Reverend Jacques de Graff. Somebody asked me why... Are you here? I'm here because these colors don't run. 80 years ago this week, they tried to extinguish the darkness at a place called Pearl Harbor. We didn't fold then and we won't fold now because we've come this far by faith. So yes, that man just compared a tree catching on fire to the Pearl Harbor attacks that killed over 2,400 people and pushed the U.S. into World War II. Maybe just a bit much with that. Does he think that we should uh, bomb New York to, uh, <laughs> to make New York pay for New York doing this? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, they, these Fox, most of these Fox people probably would love to send homeless people into concentration camps. So, uh, Do you think that this is what put Chris Williams over the edge and that's why he finally like resigned from Fox uh, News? Oh, the war on Christmas again? Yeah, well, that's, so, that's the thing is like, what was it? I, just last year where Shepard Smith was like, all right, I, either he was pushed out or he actually left. But like yeah. he was one of two rational, sometimes rational voices yeah. left on that network. And now with Chris Williams gone, there is, it Chris is. Wallace. Sorry, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, sorry. I'm thinking of Brian Williams, the guy yeah. that faked that uh, helicopter attack that we seen. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Chris Wallace uh, left. And now, like, he was the last yeah. bit of uh, 
actual newsman that they had at the... uh, He was getting, like, yelled at by Trump for, like, asking questions and stuff. Very unfair. Trump tried to kill him at the debate. He was the one moderating. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's, uh, the war on Christmas is... It never ends. ...is fully back on. Guys, stay safe out there. The Joe Biden uh, supply chain issue wasn't tantalizing enough. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, I mean, it... Like, if it wasn't COVID times, I think that would have had more of a, a bite to it. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that it was COVID times, and people are just like, I mean, yeah, yeah. shit's wacky Deliveries right take a long time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so they're just like, oh, fuck yeah, our Christmas tree caught on fire. This is the content we've been looking for. Finally, we have something to talk about for the next two weeks. But really, I think they should have left the burnt tree up because it would have been like a martyr situation. People would have come from all over to see the... what they did. Exactly. Instead, they just replaced it. And it's like, look, this... Essentially, nothing happened except you guys got a bunch of news stories to talk about yourself. And they should just leave this tree up all year round. I think they should. I think that they should put their tree where their mouth is and (laughs) celebrate Christmas 24-7, 365. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, but speaking of timeless American monuments that people can't help but try to destroy, uh, this country, it's obviously full of monuments to the Confederacy, uh, which, by the way, only came around recently. Yeah. They weren't put up hundreds of years These ago. Ancient the war times. wasn't even hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Uh, the treasonous losers who unsuccessfully fought a war over whether they could continue to own human beings as slaves, they, there's monuments to those people in this country, as you're probably aware by now. And for the most part, the monuments... Like we said, not even old. Most of them built several decades after the Civil War, which is pretty recent history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them also look like complete dog shit. But the worst example would definitely be this statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest in Nashville, which looks like it's based on a child's drawing. Looks like dog shit. That's why my mama named me Forrest. <laughs> after Nathan Bedford. They used to ride around with pillowcases on their heads. Honestly, all the Confederate statues in this country, uh, out of all of them, this one should probably just stay up because of how bad it looks. Yeah, Yeah. as an example. (laughs) But alas, it's finally being taken down after years of various acts of vandalism inflicted on it. Yeah, here's the Tennessean. The contentious Nathan Bedford Forrest (laughs) statue that stood along Interstate 65 in Nashville for more than two decades came down Tuesday. The move comes just over a year after the owner of the statue died. Bill Doris died in November 2020. The statue of Forrest, located on private property alongside I-65 south of downtown, portrays the early Ku Klux Klan leader and former Confederate general riding a horse. Doris's will has been negotiated in probate court since late last year. Trent Watrous, the executor of Doris's will, released a joint statement Tuesday with his lawyer, Todd Presnell, and the Battle of Nashville Trust, explaining why the statue was removed. The will left Doris's property on Hogan Road, where the statue stood, to the Battle of Nashville Trust. After getting Walters' approval, the organization decided to remove the statue, according to the statement. The statement said the statue was removed because Forrest was not present at the Battle of Nashville. The statue was ugly and a blight (laughs) on Nashville. The statue had fallen into disrepair, was vandalized, and was dangerous. And having the statue in a prominent location distracted from the mission of the Battle of Nashville Trust because of its divisive nature. Quote, each reason sets aside the contentious debate about Forrest as a person or as a Confederate general, the statement said. So literally just, he like, he's like, you know what, when I die, I'm going to donate my Nathan Bedford Forrest no, to a local civil war organization. Oh, cool. Thanks. He was a member of the uh, Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> so we're going to get rid of this fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They, they're like, because it was on private property. I, I It's so weird when shit like this happens. Like there's a, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but in Tampa, Florida, uh, this, like, right at the biggest, like, highway interchange 
in, like one of the biggest in Florida. Someone on private property, at least last time I visited, like a, a couple of months ago, uh, had like a hundred foot tall, just gigantic uh, Confederate flag, like towering above the highway interchange yeah. with millions of people going every day. And yeah. then like the Florida flag and the American flag. So it looked like an official like government building was yeah. flying this and they were so oversized. And it, I think it might still be there. Uh, if anyone in the Tampa area knows. But it's like, imagine just driving by and being like, what? Like, and there's apparently nothing people can do about this. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just like, yikes. We really do be living in it, don't we? Yeah. Living in shit. But terrible people all around. Uh, but let's move on to our next story, though, which is also about a monument, sort of. <laughs> but it's not a monument to the Confederacy or to Christmas. It's a monument to how far this country's cannabis industry has come. The company Marimed recently celebrated the launch of their new edibles brand, Bubby's Baked, on December 8th, National Brownie Day, by baking what is almost certainly the world's largest weed brownie. Uh, from their press release, to commemorate the launch of Bubby's, Mary Med's craft confectioners in Massachusetts baked a larger-than-life version of a Bubby's soft-baked brownie that is believed to be the world's largest THC-infused brownie ever made. The confection measures three feet wide by three feet long <laughs> and 15 inches tall. It weighs a whopping 850 pounds and contains 20,000 milligrams of THC. Jesus. Release everyone from every prison that has a fucking weed thing that got them in there. Yes. Absolutely. Also, this seems like the people behind it were like, we want to make a big brownie to like really make a splash on social media. It'd be funny. But you know what would be even funnier? Can someone look up what the actual amount of milligrams of THC <laughs> would take to kill someone? Because we're going to make a brownie that big. Yeah. Like, oh, it looks like it would take, I don't know if this is true, but uh, 20,000 milligrams. We're making a 20,000 milligram brownie. Yeah. I, that, I don't know if it would kill you, but... And Brent's going to eat it. It wouldn't be pleasant. We got him Netflix and a bag of Doritos, and he is going to eat this brownie. Might take him a while, but he's he's pledged to do it. Brent saw God. <laughs> so it's also been reported that the, the brownie was made from 1,344 eggs, 250 pounds of sugar, 212 pounds of butter, 5.3 pounds of vanilla extract, 81 pounds of flour, 2 pounds of baking powder, 3 pounds of salt, and 122 pounds of cocoa powder. Um, it's unclear what exactly they plan on doing with this. One guy is going to eat yeah. the entire thing and die. But, uh, yeah, that's certainly enough to get hundreds or even thousands of people high as fuck. And we salute them for but it. But just imagine... Get every elephant down at the zoo, just doinked. Um, imagine the extremely fucked up, very real scenario of being locked in a fucking prison for 25 years yeah. for possession of marijuana. Shit like this. And you see this, and it's a bunch of, like, scientists, like... Yeah. We've done it. We've made a brownie that could kill someone. Yeah, it's uh, it's fucked up. That I mean, it's cool that we're at least most of the states are that we're uh, yeah very uh, you know, moving forward on the. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gotta gotta suck to especially in the more conservative states where they'll fucking throw your ass in prison for like possession of an ounce or something. You see, or anything. Like yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> like going to like Alabama or Mississippi, and it's just like, oh, cool, your life's over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they should give the brownie to, uh, they should drop it off at a prison. Let, yes. Let, these, let the prisoners get high. Mm -hmm. Anyway, before we move on to the headlines half of our show, it's time for a sponsor break. This episode is sponsored by Honey. We all shop online, especially 
around this time of year. Mm -hmm. And we've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Here's how it works. You imagine you're on one of your favorite sites. When you go to check out the Honey button, it drops down. All you have to do is click Apply Coupons, and you wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I recently, uh, you know, obviously been buying Christmas presents and stuff like that. It is my favorite time of mm -hmm. year. Much like Fox News, I will be celebrating all year long. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, at multiple sites, uh, I was able to get, like, 10% or 15% off coupons Pretty easily, yeah. With no effort, just clicking that activate coupons button, and you, on average, I'd say ten to fifteen is a pretty good deal. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah, Honey has found it's over seventeen million members, over two billion dollars in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We would never recommend something we don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash weird. That is joinhoney.com slash weird. This episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays can be hectic, but HelloFresh keeps things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with friends and family. Recipes like balsamic and fig beef tenderloin or pecan crusted salmon. I said that weird, but it's it's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> they make holiday meals feel special without the high cost of dining out or delivery. Or you can go for a cozy comfort food choice like chicken sausage and sweet potato soup for a cold winter night. Two hearty winter recipes coming up on next week's menu that we're really looking forward to are the homestyle chicken and biscuit pot pie and the Southwest beef cavatappi, which was voted one of the best recipes of last year. Mm. Uh, for us, HelloFresh is always a huge lifesaver when you aren't really in the mood for planning out and shopping for your recipes, and it's a great motivator to get in the kitchen and cook. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird14 and use code WeeklyWeird14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that is up to 14 free meals and three free gifts by going to HelloFresh.com slash weeklyweird14 and using code weeklyweird14. All right, it's time. The weirdest headlines of the week, starting with a real, real good one. Uh, Biden nominates former Quibi CEO Meg Whitman to be ambassador to Kenya. Oh, this, this woman keeps failing upwards. Uh, she, she failed at running for governor of California, failed at making Quibi a thing. And uh, now she's getting sent to Africa. Uh, this is my favorite thing Biden is doing is he's just sending away people we don't, we're tired of seeing, like our, our dipshit mayor yeah, yeah, getting yeah. sent to India yeah. to be an ambassador there. Uh, Meg Whitman is like, no, this country can't handle another Quibi. You go over to Kenya and do ambassador stuff. Well, the best part is that, uh, you know, she does have a long, uh, quite successful career, but will forever yeah. be known as Quibi CEO. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> she, she ran like Hewlett Packard and eBay for like like yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And, That's uh, how bad this company is. It literally soiled her name yeah, forever. All the headlines about this. Same like, with Katzenberg, who has had yeah. one of the most successful careers in, in show business. Huge. And now is seen as a huge failure because of yeah. this stupid fucking it idea. It has tainted. Katzenberg especially, I mean, I guess both these people didn't need to do it, but like Katzenberg, yeah, it's like, what are you doing? You had such a sort of untainted legacy before you decided to uh, create an app for uh, millennials that you clearly don't understand a thing about. And uh, yeah, you could have just 
could have just had a perfect legacy, but yeah. you had to go and make Quibi. But whatever, a lot of people got paid. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. COVID-19. Death metal band Omicron won't change its name. It actually got a little bit cooler. Yeah, and why Why would they? Like, uh, I mean, especially for a death metal band. Yeah. Like, this is perfect. You accidentally named your band after a disease? That's fucking brilliant. Well, no, it's just... We just thought the, the, the word sounded cool, but yeah. now it's got even more meaning It's the it. Greek alphabet, so yeah. it's like, you know, this uh, wasn't from nowhere. But it's like uh, when I believe they did for a while, or at least didn't tour or anything, but when Anthrax... Uh, when that happened, yeah. a, a, after the World Trade Center uh, attacks, yeah, I always, I always forget about that. But yeah, like right after 9/11, like people were getting anthrax mailed to them. Yeah, and they never figured out who did it. Yeah, it was like journalists and politicians yeah. were getting anthrax mailed to them. <laughs> so the band's just like, oh god damn it. Yeah. Oh, this sucks. Why did we name our cool band after uh, a deadly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we really didn't think this through. <laughs> we never thought that people would actually do this. That's sick. Um, but yeah. So, look, Omicron is just a, a stepping stone in the, uh, yeah, what's the rest next? of everything. That what's else? the next one? I have no idea. Well, I hope it's I hope it's Ligma. We haven't got to Ligma yet. Yeah. So maybe it'll be that. And then all the Fortnite kids are going to have to change their names. <laughs> no, actually, I won't. It makes my character cooler. Yeah, I'm dangerous, just like COVID-19. <laughs> and Ligma, he's nuts. Dozens of camels barred from Saudi beauty contest over Botox. These cheaters. You don't understand. These camels get migraines. <laughs> they need the Botox for their migraines. I, yeah, this is apparently a thing. There's camel beauty contests in Saudi Arabia. Good, because I've seen some ugly camels. Yeah, I mean, I think... As, I'd as, like to see a beautiful camel. Like, they're, they're great animals, but they are kind of by nature, like, not exactly the prettiest animals. Especially when you look at them head on. Yeah. They're, the side profile is what everyone sees. Yeah. When we were in Abu Dhabi, like, that was one of the only times I've ever actually seen a camel, like, you gross up ass. close in person. I'm like, this is such a weird looking animal. Oh, brush your teeth, camel. Yeah. Nasty. They spit on you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess I looked up, like, what what do these beautiful camels look like? And to me, they just look like camels. But I don't know. I, I guess if. Yeah. But then there's, like, dogs that are in the dog show where you're just like, Oh, yeah, that one looks pretty. That one is whatever. But then, like, the, the uglier one will win because it's like, oh, well, this one's fur is supposed to go like this. Yeah. But that, now they, they've this one's breed, the fur goes like this. And he, he told up his tail, and he's got a real clean butthole. Yeah. Got to make sure you got to see that clean butthole. I mean, people, uh, there was cheating in uh, dog shows. People have uh, neutered. You're not supposed to neuter male dogs if you no? put them into shows. But people were, like, adding fake yeah, oh yeah, the fake balls, yeah. To their dogs and getting uh, caught doing that. Yeah. That's, you got to gotta touch the balls to make sure they're real. The dog has to cry. Yeah. This dog must suffer to win. <laughs> Just like in a real beauty contest. Yeah. Everyone must <laughs> yeah. be suffering all Just the time. It has to be fucking degrading. All right, dog, what would you like to say to the president? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, man attacked by 20 otters, bitten 26 times. I thought I was going to die. What a way to fucking go. Yeah. But yeah, you don't realize it looking at them. They look cute. They look cute, but they're fucking vicious. Yeah. They, uh, and yeah, this is happening in Singapore where there's a botanical garden where uh, I guess I guess a whole lot of otters live there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they just, they targeted this man. They got very upset and they pounced on him. They knocked him down. They were just chewing all over his legs and shit. Um, horrific. The greatest trick the devil ever played was making cute animals vicious. Yeah. Yeah, Deadly. Just like those, uh, those drop bears yeah. in uh, Australia. There's so many cute animals that you'd love to pet that you just can't do it. You can't do it. 
Because I go, I you know, I go to the zoo. I watch the otters. They're beautiful creatures. Yeah. I wish I could hug one. Majestic. How do, they're a mammal. They told me to but leave. But they like the water. Sir, can you leave? You, the otters are not going to hug you. They will viciously attack they you. They will rip your face off. Like that lady with the monkey Ugh, that fell in love yeah, with. Yeah. She just wanted a hug. It would have ripped her limb from yeah, limb. Yeah, it would uh, without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And camels. Those adorable camels. Aren't they just beautiful? They also, like, that's another thing. When we were in, in, uh, Abu, in Abu Dhabi, like, Anywhere even close to camels, there were just like huge signs being like, do not get close to the camels. There's, you will get MERS and you will fucking die. <laughs> yeah. They are just disease ridden. Yes. So, yeah, it is weird that uh, I guess they're. they're you know, it's like they fuck, they fuck with humans because, like, in the animal kingdom, uh, you know, venomous and poisonous animals to other animals, very vivid, very bright. Saying, hey, don't touch. Yeah. The humans, it's like, oh, look how adorable that it's laying on its back. <laughs> They're holding hands. Yeah. I want to hold hands with them. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. You know, but, uh, oh, well, that's you should their, leave the animals alone. That's their trick, though. Yeah. It's uh, the element of surprise. <laughs> that's how they get you. Pope Francis says extramarital sex sins aren't that serious. All things considered. Meh. There's a lot of weird popes, a lot of bad popes, a lot of terrible crimes committed by the Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pope Francis seems to just be like, guys, religion is not that serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, every step of the way. Yeah. What? You guys, you guys need are to taking calm this down with Literally. This You're taking a lot of things really <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I mean, by by Pope standards, he's, he's pretty chill. Yeah, exactly. He's so chill that, like, a lot of fucking Catholics, and, like, I grew up around a lot of Catholics, yeah. a lot of Catholics fucking hate this pope. They're, they're, it puts them in this horrible state of cognitive dissonance where, like, <laughs> they've uh, been they've respected and revered popes their entire lives. Yeah. And now there's this new one. And he's like, guys, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, he's like, how dare you? If you, you know, you want to suck a little dick before you get married, it's not going to be <laughs> that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, look. Well, there were he, there are worse sins out see, there. See, that's the thing is, Pope Francis probably he probably first learned uh, just now about the loophole, about the anal sex loophole, and he's like, <laughs> guys, just put it in the vagina, it's yeah. fine. I was like, no I was one talking cares. to some uh, some Mormons, and they 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 informed me about all sorts of stuff. They told me about soaking. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not doing it. You're just your dick just happens to be there. Yes. You're, so you're not having sex. Loophole. So just just do it. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Who cares? Unless it's <laughs> unless it's sounding. Yeah. Don't well, don't do sound, well, which yeah. I just learned about on a podcast uh, the other day. Uh, yeah, don't even look that up. <laughs> no, no. Mom, 48, stole daughter's identity to start college and date young guys. <laughs> Didn't this happen recently, too, in, like, Miami? Oh, I don't know. But this lady, this lady is fucking... Oh, no, it was the Instagram lady. The the one that was posing as if she oh. was going to a high school and she was trying to get her Instagram followers up. Yeah, yeah, she, uh... Yeah, there was... <laughs> Yeah, the lady went, she just dressed up like a kid. Yeah. And like was just going to a school like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> hey guys. Uh, I post come the dankest memes. Yeah. Come to my page. This lady, I mean, she actually, this lady actually committed a crime. Yeah. She stole her daughter's identity and took out a bunch of fucking student loans. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I mean, she, you can go to college if you're 48. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's a little weird to pretend that you're like actually in your 20s. Yeah. While you're there. And uh also, it's, it's, I mean, this lady doesn't look like that bad for her age, but I still find it a little hard to believe that none of the boys she was dating uh, I don't think they could cared. tell. I don't think they were. They probably were like, dude, MILF, yeah. totally sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, got to be it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's probably, like, there's there might be, like, 
more of this kind of stuff because I, I feel like because of the pandemic, everyone who was like li- just living, it like changing, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like there's a before and after. Yeah. And like before you were young and after the pandemic, now you're old. And I feel like there's going to be like a lot of like stress of like not living your life for three years. It's going to really take a toll on people. Yeah. So I could see more crimes like this happening. But I think that other lady committed a crime too because I don't think she was allowed to be yeah, you're not, that you, high school. You, you can't just <laughs> go into a school. Yeah. Yeah, that's trespassing. Uh-huh. Man, 67, charged after stopping an intersection to eat chicken wings. And this was in Ontario. The picture of it is hilarious. He's just stopped in the middle of like a snowstorm, basically. He's like, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to do anything dangerous. Needed to eat these wings while they were still hot. It's real chilly up here in Ontario. Just imagine someone eating wings and then like, just touching their steering wheel. Yeah. Just like, Yeah, wings are like... It's the I, messiest food you could eat in the I car. love eating wings, but yeah, it's a real, real messy. There's just no no clean way to eat wings. Like, unless you have like gloves or something. Like, yeah. And yeah, doing it in the car. He had gloves because it's cold there. And then he just yeah. put the gloves all over the... Mittens. Yeah. <laughs> Wool mittens. <laughs> eating chicken wings. These are my wing mittens. <laughs> just sticky. It's <laughs> just, just <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> like even when you eat wings with your hands and then wash them, like sometimes it's you still just have like fucking residue. residue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on how uh, heavily uh, glazed and they are. Like if you're driving, it's a, it's a two-handed task eating yeah. a chicken wing. Yeah. Unless you do like the the pro way, you put it in your mouth. Yeah. Yes. Which I do. Yes, it is very very nice. But I, by the way, this guy must be extremely wealthy because wings are the a delicacy now with how expensive they yeah, are. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't want you eating wings. It's not entirely his fault, but it is funny to blame it on him and Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Bah humbug. Italy bishop tells children Santa doesn't exist. Man, the religious people in Italy are batting a thousand recently. Yeah. <laughs> And this guy, like, I, the war on Christmas stuff is, it's always struck me as weird because, like, they come from a place of, like, the Christianity. Yeah. But they're obsessed with, like, Santa Claus and, like, all these, like, really secular uh, sides of the Christmas holiday. Uh, this guy, this priest in Italy, uh, he's got the right idea. He's, you know, Santa Claus and Rudolph, they're, uh, they're encroaching on his territory. Yeah. Or Jesus' territory. The but real it, reason for the season. I don't know. It's like a like a drug dealer. You got to get the kids in with Santa yeah. and uh, the reindeer, and then the, you teach them about Jesus. It's like, hey, look, I know it's fun. You see the guy with the big red uh, suit on, his reindeer. He's, you're getting presents. But the real reason for the season is this, uh, this tiny ba- baby. And uh, that baby grew up to get nailed to a cross by the Romans. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Pretty awesome. He died. But then he came back. Yeah, for a little bit. But and, he died for your sins. And people gave him presents. Yeah. All the sins you children are making. All, all of children's favorite gifts, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> Every little boy wants to wake and up myrrh. on Christmas morning <laughs> and get myrrhs. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. It, I mean, this is, uh, people do this all the time, intentionally or not. Trump did it, remember? Yeah. Hey, you still believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> What's, uh, what is this? What are you, seven or eight? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're like borderline. Okay. Yeah, you can keep believing. Yeah. And final headline, Finnish Prime Minister apologizes for staying out clubbing despite COVID exposure. And this, uh, she's one of the youngest prime ministers or heads of state in the world, but I would say probably top five hottest uh, heads of state. She's uh, she, Let her club. She's bad. Yeah, let and, her club. Yeah, she. but yeah, she uh, pretty irresponsible. She was notified that she had been exposed to COVID by one of her cabinet members and then 
Just uh, went out clubbing. Till oh, like, well, okay, yeah, no. Till like four in the morning, yeah, too. Well, yeah, if you were like known to be exposed, then yeah. you, you probably shouldn't do it's, that. It's a bad look. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, otherwise, she looks great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had politicians this cool. Yeah, you don't, like, can you imagine seeing Joe Biden in the club? No. Joe Biden goes to bed at 6 p.m. Uh, although we have had to, sadly, horrifically, have to imagine Matt Gates at a club because of uh, all the stories at, about at him. An all ages club. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you girls. Hey, this is my buddy. This is my buddy Joel. Joel. <laughs> hey, he he's, he's gonna got get your number. Pills. He's got whatever you want. We got we got a, a, a suite at the hotel next door. You want to come down to the candy shop? Uh, anyways, do you know who my dad is? I've got Venmo. God damn it. Um, yeah. Look, at least she had some shame, apologized for it, and yeah. uh, and in any other time would have apparently been very proud to have uh, gone out clubbing, uh, even though being a politician, uh, you would think that that might hold you back from it. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, she's only like 36, I think. Mm-hmm. She's the same age as me, and she's running a country. Yeah. And work, working all day, working hard, playing hard. Yeah. Playing real hard. Yeah. Till 4 a.m. This is way cooler than when Gavin Newsom got caught uh, eating in a restaurant. Yes. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was a bad look. But still, I'm going to say she probably shouldn't have gone if she was no. exposed to, yes. Although, I mean, if she's all vaxxed up and shit. Yeah, get a little rapid test. Like, if this was a year ago, I'd be like, well, you've, you've been around someone with COVID. I'd be like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. But now it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll see what happens. But. <laughs> Hey, good thing that Omicron kind of turned out to be exactly what we thought it was going to be, which is less, uh, apparently, less deadly. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Because that was, uh, what a way to start December. Yeah. Hey, we know you guys are gearing up for the holidays, but what if we told you there's a new variant and it's more transmissible? That's right. I would say, fuck off, I'm done listening. Yeah. I got my booster. I got my booster. <laughs> Did you see, uh, God, there was uh, some someone on uh, Something Awful posted about, and like something awful so they could just be lying it could be a, them doing a bit but yeah. they posted uh, this long post about how uh, they're they've gotten like 30 COVID <laughs> shots no because like, they're just like super paranoid about about getting it and like it's become like a, a way to like a stress release for them like if I'm having a rough day I go just and get, get another get shot. <laughs> I feel better about Gee, myself they need to study this person <laughs> yeah. like that's kind of weird because like y- for me, every time after, like every shot, the the side effects were worse the yeah. next day. And it only lasted for a day, but every time. So this guy, like, I can't imagine after 30 shots. <laughs> He's just doing fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I was the same way. Like, before I got my booster, it was like, I was getting to the point where I was like, all right, yeah, kind of kind of feeling yeah. nervous again. Top me off, dog. Top me off. I got to go to Florida. Top me off. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Going right into the belly of the beast. This- going to Florida next weekend. Wish me luck, everyone. Yeah. I'm gonna be you'll you'll see me if you're in Florida, you'll see me. I'll be the only person wearing a mask. Yeah. It's a full hazmat suit. There's that guy. The biggest wearing... mask I've ever seen. It's it is you get made fun of. Yeah. Get, I went there in May after the initial uh, uh vaccinations and like I, for like the first day or two I was still like wearing it and then like I got made fun of by like my dad's friends and shit. <laughs> and just like, all right, well, I'm not gonna die if I get it. You guys will, so yeah. fuck you. Huh? I didn't say that to him because then they'd make fun of me more. So I just sat there in the corner silently with my non-alcoholic beer. Libtard. Look at your son drinking non-alcoholic <laughs> beer wearing a mask. What happened to him? 
Sorry, I'm a disappointment. Hopefully, I still get a Christmas present. Anyways, <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. Be sure to check out our most recent episodes right over here. We got the ugliest, most uncanny robot you've ever seen. Yeah. Makes a camel look beautiful. Watch that video of Tech News Day. We also have a new episode of uh, News Dump, which talks about the Jussie Smollett trial and uh, what's his name, Joel Osteen. Yeah. So check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a like, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.